I'll just head into your woke restroom. I mean, how bad can it be? I'm in here. I'm in here, too. Hey, Joe, look what I put in the bowl. That's not water. That's Starbucks. Fruit-fruit Frappuccino. <laughs> ah, I'm too scared. 48 minutes of dog barking. 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 Growl. Of that photo of the Hermione Granger chick signing a photo of her own upskirt and seeing if it's real. He's got a. Uh, he's on assignment, looking for the. Uh, <laughs> he's on. He's going yeah. to Beaver College. Yeah, <laughs> Beaver knowledge. Ah, oh, jeez. Ah, oh, jeez. That's a nice little callback to a previous yeah. episode. Yeah, it's a reference to a bunch of weird, like public access videos that I. S- I remember seeing in the early days of FIAD, yeah. and that's that. F- it's just like a guy who's like a midwestern yokel version of benny hill okay and one of the little things one of his little bits was about how he was going to you know beaver college to <laughs> wink wink you know get some beaver knowledge and there's like you know what passes for a hot woman in like oklahoma <laughs> like dancing with him and you know uh just that kind of shit but uh, okay yeah folks this is this is gonna be a wild one uh we had guests cancel on us um we're going to try and make it work. I mean, we yeah. were going to have uh, Ian Miles Chong on here to <laughs> uh, talk about wiki feet. But unfortunately, Ian ate a piece of candy that had real fruit juice in it, and he had a grand mal seizure in the middle of the food court. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, I was told there was a lot of blood. So <laughs> was a lot of blood. Uh, he, 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 got, he got vomit on his only nice shirt, an Izod that he bought from like some guy on the street. Uh, welcome to the show. It's forty-eight minutes. Dogs his, barking. His stussy shoes will never be the same. Never ever. I, uh, it's uh, it's forty-eight minutes. Dogs barking. My name is Jason. This is Brian. I, I didn't have anything prepared. The Hans so. Richter to my Hugo Ball. You know, there you go. Know. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> the Emmy Hennings to my Hugo Ball. I don't know. I got. I That'll work. Yeah. So to follow up on something from last week's episode, the mystery pasta that was found in New sure. Jersey. Apparently, NPR got in and apparently solved it. According to whoever, this guy that they found, let's see here, NBC4 New York, Old Bridge Township resident Keith Roast was walking through the woods when he stumbled upon the pasta of unknown origin. Mm-hmm. I really feel like this person was trying to clean out his parents' house and they probably just stocked up from COVID. They were, it's probably the generation, like my grandparents always had a cupboard of cans and pasta, you know, just to be safe. Oh, yeah. That is their theory. Now, it doesn't account for the fact that the pasta was cooked. I if mean, he was just clearing out the pantry. Maybe so it wouldn't get into the water <laughs> system. I don't know. It's still an Cause, absurd. Because, like, like, it's heavy. It's got weight. It's not going anywhere. And, you know, just... But then you think, like, oh, no, but the birds are going to get at it. And, like, pasta's bad for birds and... Yeah, but it's wet. That's it, like, it's wet. It just—I don't know. It—it it, it still baffles me. NPR thinks they got it all buttoned up and they made a cute little, you know, this is all pasta considered on NPR. Like, no, dude, oh, come really out. Say that? Yeah, it's in the transcript. I fucking hate that. 
Def- <laughs> defund them. <laughs> and uh, uh, Big Bird and Ernie can go work at fucking Qdoba. Well, they work for HBO now, remember? They, yeah. uh, another big story, big news for, of course, us. If you were listening to the show for a long time, you probably heard episode number 27. Dirtiest Dudes in Town. That was a uh, uh, our guest there at Thoughts. I'm talking about Aquid. Well, Aquid is back, baby. Chris Onstead set up himself a nice little Patreon there and is posting new comics. And apparently has a couple months worth of things. But he also has a helpful AI bot called... Uh, what is it called? Raybot. Raybot.help is the address. <laughs> if you want to ask Ray from Aquid... A uh, personal question you need the answer to. And <laughs> we asked Raybot how the show is, and he said it sucks. So yeah. sorry, Ray. Uh, he also did not like me asking, uh, "What's the best way to lie your mom?" <laughs> well, given his mother, yeah, that's probably the best. But uh, our good friends at the Verge, of course, saying this phrase really stuck out to me. It's from the lead of the article talking about Aquid coming back. Being a fan of Aquid is like being a fan of Warren Zevon. People are either extremely excited when you mention it or have no idea what you're talking about. So if you don't know, that episode there, number 27, is probably a good primer for you to catch up. And then if you're so inclined, head on over to the old Patreon. But Aquid.com still up. All the old archives are there. You can read from the beginning and it will, uh, it will enlighten you. I'm very excited about it coming back, man. I know you're on the Patreon. I haven't subbed yet. How are the how are the the, the new strips? Uh, so far, he's just put the one out, and then it was uh, the, there's actually <laughs> an in-universe podcast where roast beef talks to Pat. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, is it, is it any good? I did not subscribe at that tier, so I do not know. I, I, I <laughs> there's apparently an entire I, tier. Yes, I don't think uh, hairstylists should get paid that much. <laughs> I'm trying to find it because I also subscribe to another cartoonist, um, Casey Green, who we will uh, have to have uh, talk about in a, in a future show. <laughs> the first Aquid is back strip is a little meta commentary. Roast beef saying to Ray, you know, I, hey, I thought you were going to get public domain there for a minute, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, th- this idea that like he's going to be appearing on birthday cake plates at the Dollar Tree. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's just this little cutaway to the imagined birthday plates. And it's Ray, little martini glass, and it just says, Player, are you six? (laughs) (laughs) So, didn't miss a beat, man. He just picked right up where he was. Amazing. That's great. I'm glad that Aqua's back is uh, one of my favorite things ever. Probably one of the few reasons that we should keep the internet around. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just so that it's you know still available to read at your leisure. Uh, did you see that uh, uh, Elon Musk has decided that he can't that comedy is too legal <laughs> on uh, on Twitter, and he's stepping down as CEO. No, and he, he's he's going to be naming a a new CEO. Oh boy! And it's been he, he's dropped it. It's going to be a woman. Oh, and it's been and I'm just you know. Is it going to be Grimes? Grimes. Grimes. No, it's. I think it's going to be Elizabeth Holmes. She got that nice puff piece in the New York God, that puff piece <laughs> fucking sucks. I'm, what? It's like, just a fucking wallet inspector. Yeah, yeah. They sent out... Credulous like, dupes. I don't know. They, they fell for it again. It's like, no, you don't... Hmm. She's not doing the voice, so she's not, not... Nothing changed. She's just not doing the voice. <laughs> if I were her... Hmm. I would I would be like you know what I'm going back to the drawing board I'm coming up with a machine that can tell from 
one drop of blood if you're Italian or not. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Just <laughs> going out on a limb there. I right. know. Kinda... The, the, the science is ready. <laughs> we just need to get the patents lined up. That's what I hear. Um, so, but no, uh, comedy being very legal on Twitter is interesting because I uh, found myself laughing my ass off at a, at a tweet about the coronation of King Charles. It was on that day that the United Nations Geneva official account posted, we want peace, silence the guns, hashtag stop war, hashtag incest in peace. (laughs) (laughs) They meant invest in peace? (laughs) (laughs) Your stuck stepsister wants you to put the guns down. What are you doing, step bro? (laughs) Are you unionizing? I'm, I'm not annexing the Balkans for sure. That's not, you know. Uh, this pee is stored in the Balkans. <laughs> Twitter also having a field day with this one. A guy from the at From the Bridge 7 talking about the Writers Guild of America. They are on strike. Solidarity with them. Uh, this strike is immoral. You are denying millions of Americans a mental health outlet. And this will directly lead to suicides. The WGA will be morally culpable. God, some people, you know what? I mean, I think it's really cliche to tell people to go outside and touch grass. But yeah, but that shit. one, yeah, definitely. This is this is like someone that, was tr- that really like they they saw like they remember that that woman that got mad at the. Uh, their DoorDash driver that didn't like want to walk up into their apartment. Yes, and uh, and so you know what, Lord Jesus, I've seen the heat you've brought on other people, <laughs> and I was wondering and hoping that you could do the same for me. Yeah, he definitely really wanted to call it down. Now, there's always the possibility, you know, Poe's law and all. It could be somebody being a shit poster, but Lord, it feels too real. I think they got that's the blue what... checky. Mm, they do indeed. Yeah, I didn't even thought about that. That seems to be the official designation of the dumbass that doesn't get what's really going on. You know, the blue check, which is uh, a point made by the Eve Six Twitter account yes. a couple days ago yes. on someone that got roasted so bad over this that they removed the blue check from their account. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, speaking of nerds that uh, are overachieving, familiar with the band American Football? Brian? Yeah, I once chased Mike Kinsella out of a bar. Okay, well, so. The infamous house from the cover of the first American football album is a real place. Mm -hmm. You can go there. It is uh, 704 West High Street in Urbana, Illinois. Well, last fall, apparently the band received word that the house was going up for sale. American football polyvinyl Chris Strong, Abita Jefferson, and open house contemporary made a pact. They would go in and buy the house together before developers could demolish it and build a condo today, which was the 5th of May. We are excited to share we have collectively purchased the American Football House in an effort to preserve its place and legacy within a community that built it. Now, that doesn't seem all that exciting, but I don't know. There's <laughs> that that is like a thing of like early twenty something like weirdos with bad stick and pokes to do here in the Midwest <laughs> is like go travel out the or Champaign Urbana right. and go see the American Football House and be like, Oh, it's a Shows a house, and then like we're yeah. in a really boring town. <laughs> now, you're a, now you're in a Chicago suburb with nothing to do. Oh no, not even a Chicago. This is a yeah, Joliet suburb. Sorry, it's, it's, jo- Joliet suburb also feels like stretching it. But yeah, 
I've been there a few times. Mike and Molly's is a fun little place to get drunk, but sure. uh, man, there just ain't nothing ain't, to do. Yeah, yeah, it it feels like a a quaint little Midwestern college town. Pretty much what it is. I mean, yeah. But I thought it was kind of neat. It's like, oh, okay, you I know, mean, it's little, cool. It's, little, it's music history. A and... little bit of that Midwest emo solidarity thing yeah. coming back, and you know. So it, it, well, the funniest part, though, I found is that on Google Maps, it is listed as a place of worship. <laughs> You can type in American Football House and it will pull up 704. <laughs> Amazing. In Urbana. So uh, that was exciting. I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Man, there's been a weird resurgence of, you know, the show The Good Doctor. You familiar with this? <sighs> Man, everyone's fucking talking about this thing. Now, all of a sudden, for no you know. I would I would rather have someone spray hairspray in my mouth and then throw a lip match it down my throat. Yes. Than hear about this shit. It's it's like it's it's like house, but but somehow worse. I am a surgeon. I am a surgeon, Doctor Hahn. I am a surgeon. I, I like house, but yeah, there's like. Well, I remember hearing about this like a year or two ago, and just being like, yeah, I'll, I I'll pass. I don't right. need dramedy, weird doctor shit. I'm good. Yeah, I mean the show's been on for six years, and then all of a sudden in the past week, you keep seeing this awful face. That Freddie Highmore is making in in this one scene where he's screaming, "I'm a surgeon! I'm a surgeon, Doctor Han." The part that I found interesting was that the guy he's yelling at, Daniel Day Kim, who some of you remember uh, from Lost or various mm-hmm. other shows. Apparently, the Good Doctor is based on a Korean drama. Yes, and that he, Daniel Day Kim, personally like went out and got the rights and just so he could play this villain in it, <laughs> which is a fucking. Pro move. I watched the, the the original Korean show. I watched a couple episodes, and I watched it with a friend who was autistic, and he was like, "Holy shit! Turn, can we? Is it okay if we watch anything else?" And I'm like, "You're the one that suggested us we watch." Yeah. This bullshit. Well, yeah, it's just like it's just like a manic pr- pixie dream girl in Korea, like seeing whales everywhere, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't need this. I don't uh, like. I mean, if if people find I you know identity with it and find it to be enjoyable, that's fine. But like, I sure shit don't need it. I don't know anyone on the spectrum that actually likes that show. Just looking at his face, I just I'm like, God, I mean, it's the same this. reason I couldn't get into the uh, um, Ted Bundy documentary. Yeah, just go. Let that one. Just gonna let that one hang. I'm <laughs> that one. just gonna walk right past it. You know what? Not taking that bait. Uh, <laughs> well, um, he's so charming. You, you can see as I'm wearing a cast here. I have to. He help me. Um, he help me. Help me. Can help me get some Warhammer 40k figurines into oh, sure. my car. <laughs> well, you know, if you could, the great paint that has the. That's my last words. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Ted Bunny really derailed me. I didn't know what to go from there. But uh, I, I got a twofer this week, Brian. On our favorite segment, of course, the Crypto Scam of the Week. I got a twofer. You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. First and foremost, this is another one where we can kind of warn you of a potential scam coming. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is Loopify on Twitter. Lupify with three Ys, not entirely sure why. They posted a 39-second video, how to create a meme coin in 27 seconds. And it goes very fast, but it's step-by-step how to open a contract, how to do it. Yeah. And they're flicking through, and they're, you know, how many how many coins? Their coin, by the way, easy underscore money. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
beware of any uh, coin that was created, let's say, after May 6th of this year. Well, yeah. Um, I remember being on like a crypto telegram and people were talking about like, hey, how you can pick out scams. And one of the things was like, there is actually like a sample contract you can find on GitHub yep. that's like 10, I think it's like 100,000 coins or... <laughs> Or something like that. So it was like any single time you see a fucking shit coin, it has ex- the the circulating supply is exactly a hundred thousand. Because I didn't bother to change anything. Yeah, I just like, copied it and pasted it. Yeah, yeah. Like you, it's probably a rug. Like you're probably not gonna like flip it for anything. You're probably gonna get fucking had. I mean, the fucking meme shit coin season is actually going absolutely fucking bonkers right now. Fucking, uh, I mean, Pepe mm-hmm. was listed on Binance. There's a grumpy cat coin being <laughs> shilled Christ. by the fucking uh, slum doge millionaire troglodyte. Try to think what else I've seen. Something called bros. Please tell me there's at least one bros coin where it's two guys going dick to dick. No. Anyway. <laughs> no. You know, at least like back in like August and October last year, like it was all weird Japanese mythology shit that people had to get creative with. And this is just like, hey, remember Grumpy Cat? Or hey, like, uh, there's one that like freeing the Dred Scott Roberts guy, the <sighs> Silk Road dude. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking shit show. Another one, and maybe it's the second one you're going to talk about, the Miladies. No, no, no. What's uh, this one? So Miladies is like Bored Ape Yacht Club for like dudes that, are terminally online okay and like are probably just one bad visit to jimmy john's from becoming a crypto fascist <laughs> really yeah okay yeah. so are, are they are they based on kind of the the, the reddit hat tipping guy doing the Milady, sort or of like i try to stay away from it a little bit just because it's kind of um exhausting mm-hmm. uh the guy on twitter his at is mk ultra money seems to be really involved <laughs> with it he does like griff shop and all that i think he also does women posting their l's online so he's like inherently a pretty toxic human being right i think that's the same guy he refers it's... to himself as a cult leader so there's that yeah yeah uh, but yeah women posting l's uh, mk ultra vampire yeah yeah, 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 oh, that's his p- fiance who looks like someone that does like urine therapy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boy, I'm not sounding judgmental. It's like getting denied entry at Chuck E. Cheese's because it's the only arcade left in town Whew. from becoming like, from like shooing up like your fucking, uh, you know, fucking uh, postal office or something. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Coin Telegraph. Milady um, meme coin surges 5,250% after Musk tweet. That asshole. Yeah. So someone made a fake Milady's coin and oh, no. uh, was doing a uh, pre-sale. Okay. And Zach XBT actually picked up on this, our uh, official friend of the show, was doing like, hey, this is more than likely a fucking scam. Stop sending your fucking Ethereum to this <laughs> random address. <laughs> And this person tweeting in, like, Zach XPT uses something that you can see all of the previous, like, bios and usernames for particular associated with a Twitter account. Mm. And it's like, this has been used for, like, five scams. And this person, I I sent this to you, collected, like, I don't know, last last time I looked, like, 200K Ethereum that's not coming back. Yeah, this was uh, at Inverse Bra had had posted that. Easy 120K so far. Yeah, that was Milady Coin. Okay. Yeah, must be following. 
even FX Ragnar who replied, why am I feeling that I'll get rugged? And I bet you dollars to donuts he still put money in anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, but also imagine you fucking, you dropped money into the fucking fake rug presale. <laughs> you were there for that. Right. But then you wasted your fucking money on that and, and you know, got rugged. Right. And then the real one, quote unquote, real one launched and that goes fucking <laughs> like Yeah. Oh I would God. have to I would have to go take a fucking long walk if I <laughs> I'd have to really think about re upping my, you know, my happy pills. You know, I like, would be burying on. my computer in the backyard. <laughs> like I'm I'm done. Setting everything on fire. It's like, you know what, I can start again. It's fine. Just, again, like <laughs> that's like a big problem with crypto yeah. so much of it. It's bullshit. Like you could put a hundred bucks in something and like, yeah, maybe you turn a hundred bucks into a thousand dollars or or more. But more than likely you are going to fucking get fucked over. Yeah, you're, you're gonna crater. It's not gonna Yeah, you're know. gonna end up buying the top on what you on some guy with a fucking Pepe avatar on Twitter <laughs> said was a sure thing. <sighs> was going to the moon and all he was doing was using his followers as exit liquidity, you know, like classic it's a classic it's a classic move <laughs> that's why some like uh twitter influencer types in the crypto and crypto twitter like have gotten doxxed and like disappeared yeah 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 <laughs> I, I would be worried for my safety if i just lost somebody's life savings yeah it's a man with nothing to lose you know what i'm saying yeah so what else we got uh what else we got here chief so the three for this week is deus this is not the first time they've been hacked, but this time they got hacked for six million following a hack of their stablecoin DEI. That's a, that's the you know to put it in perspective, that's one studio apartment in BK. <laughs> right. Well, the uh, there was a vulnerability in the BSC, the BNB smart chain, as aka BSC. Yeah. This burn vulnerability that apparently is is well known. Was was initiated by a bot, and that was 1.3 million in loss. But the attacker also targeted the Arbitrum network, the ARB ETH deployments, losing over 5 million. Yeah, so the token contract had a basic implementation error as the root cause. That, of course, from PeckShield Inc. appears to be a public burn vulnerability. The BSC hack was also successfully front-run by a bot. So the protocol confirmed the attack, paused all contracts, burned DEI tokens, and said, quote, we are currently in the process of comprehending the actual backing of DEI tokens, meaning we don't know what the fuck we're going to (laughs) do. Jesus Christ. So what they did was they used a a collateral mechanism for third-party instruments built on Phantom. Right. So part of that... Because really, Phantom is supposed to have a certain block rate and stability that other chains don't have, so yeah. Yeah, so it did have this air of like, okay, we're going to have whatever. But yeah, they, the price dropped 30%. Um, the stablecoin is trading at $0.20 cents at the time of writing, which would have been the 6th of May, losing its $0.30 cent peg. The stablecoin also previously lost the dollar peg when Terra collapsed. So it has not been a great year. Not a great year for, for them. Yeah, geez. I'm, <sighs> crypto Crypto seems to be a really great way to uh, make money if you're either really lucky or you're really immoral. 
I think there really has to be some sort of insider trading going on for you to even get anywhere close to being ahead. That's my, like, you have to know ahead of time that X is going to happen so you can make that market move. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's particularly, uh, like, on Discord and Telegram. Mm -hmm. There is a joke that, like, if you're in, like, a trading group or something, and it's not people you, you quote-unquote, know or trust... Mm-hmm. And it's just randos, and it's maybe like it's an ad. It's the admins are like you know crypto Twitter influencers and shit. Like if uh, if you're not in the the like exclusive group, mm-hmm. you're in the the group that that buys the token so the first group can sell <laughs> the insider group. Yeah, you're if you're uh, if you're not in with the cool kids, you're getting hosed. That's pretty much. It's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, it kind of speaks to just like how insidious and weird because you know you got all these like finance tech bros out in california who are like somehow making millions on this and then you got somebody who doesn't really you know he's like he's not he's not reading white papers all day some of the most successful people are just like a dude who's like a computer programmer in like bristol Mm -hmm. who just fucking trades on leverage reads charts and codes and like he makes 500 bucks a day. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm not right. going to push it. There's different ways you can go about it if you really want to throw your fucking your hat into that gamble. But, God, you, you shouldn't. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, it takes, it takes a, a, a certain type of person, I think, to really weather all of that noise, all of that nasty human behavior. Uh, that ain't you if you're listening to this. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just putting that out there. Yeah. Yeah, that is the financial <laughs> advice. Like, uh, yeah, it's a big club and you're not in it, to quote yeah. George Carlin. Yeah. No. What's the fucking uh, John C. Riley movie, Walk Hard? Yeah. Dewey Cox. No, Dewey. Don't do it. Is it habit forming? No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want none of this, Dewey. Yeah, Tim Meadows. He's, uh, he's, he's doing it. It makes all your bad feelings feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I kind of want some. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is fucking phenomenal. I, I, I remember watching it a couple of years ago, and th- and like before I watched it, I was thinking this probably hasn't aged well. You'd be surprised. It, yeah. I think I liked it more watching it a couple of years ago than I did in the theaters. There really has been an explosion in the biopic business. And like at the time, they were really just riffing on on the uh, Walk the Line, the the Walking yeah. Phoenix doing Johnny Cash, but like 15 million more. And they all did have a lot of those similar beats and, and they really nailed the kind of <laughs> self-righteous uh, shit. And yeah, I mean, if you watch like Bohemian Rhapsody and then that back to back, you're like, man, it's like they predicted it. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the stuff. Oh, I could, you couldn't pay me to watch Bohemian Rhapsody. I heard it's, it's bad. God. As much as, again, as much as I love, the guy whose name I am now blanking on. Brian Singer? <laughs> that was that was private. I told you that in confidence. No. X-Men 2 <laughs> is a masterpiece? That is true. But anyway. You know what? Listen, you can't make art without scarring a few young men trying to make it in Hollywood. <laughs> what are you, Kevin Spacey over here? All right. Anyway. <laughs> Well, speaking of scarring young well, men well, for life, the, unlike unlike Kevin Spacey, the thing I'm drinking out of actually has has liquid in it. Ah, 
Speaking of scarring young men for life, uh, today's topic, Brian, is a very absurd concept. I really was excited when you just when you brought it to me. I said, "Oh yes, it's called the subservient chicken." <laughs> I can't even say the name. The subservient chicken is yeah. how it's referred to. It's a chicken sandwich. Yeah, it's a Burger King chicken sandwich. And it was pr- to promote Burger King's tender crisp chicken sandwich and, of course, the classic Have It Your Way campaign. They did TV spots. Dave LaChapelle got in, directed a bunch of stuff. Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish yeah. was in the commercial. They created a website called chickenfight.com, okay, promoting a boxing match billed as two cockfighting chickens between two people in chicken suits. <laughs> The actual fight was recorded, and it was a uh, one-time special on DirecTV, chickenfight.com. Then you had uh, the Big Buckin' Chicken, a cowboy-style ad, but a, a cowboy riding the chicken in a rodeo, you know, Big Buckin' Chicken, because he's like a Buckin' Bronco, you know, like the bulls of the rodeo. But the thing that really got me was the web page for it. It was called the Subservient Chicken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was a web page, pretty simple. A man in a chicken costume performing a series of actions based on user input. So years before Twitch plays Pokemon, years before any of these other things, here was this guy in a chicken costume being told what to do via web chat. Because, of course, the slogan get your chicken just the way you like it, somehow made them think, hey, you know what we should do? Viral market. <clears throat> yeah. There are more than 300 commands that the, the man in the chicken costume responded to. The weirdest ones being uh, lay an egg, march like a German soldier, do the silly walk, the uh, Monty Python Ministry of Silly Walks, silly mm-hmm. walk, pee like a dog, uh, do the YMCA, of course, read a book, have a drink of water, shake your booty, show your teeth, uh, do the river dance, moonwalk, backflip, uh, go into three-point stance, play air guitar, do the electric slide. I managed to find some video of the uh, the subservient chicken, and it is literally a webcam of a guy in a very realistic chicken costume. It's a pretty good chicken costume. Yeah. And, yeah, there's some... Some of that beautiful chicken footage from from Burger King. Do the hokey pokey. There's another one. Do something naughty. (laughs) It looked like he was in some Midwestern living room with a chicken costume on, responding to do the moonwalk. It's just it's it's stunning in its simplicity and just how bizarre it is. You got a lot of press for it, obviously. Adweek was like, "Oh, this is really radical marketing," or whatever. Yeah, asking the subservient chicken buy a gun. <laughs> Climb up the the the, the clock tower <laughs> at the local college. Post the ingredients for napalm. <laughs> a subservient chicken. Read the anarchist cookbook live on stream. Yeah, there was a time when, like, okay, this is an interesting phenomenon. Like, getting the internet involved with your with your marketing scheme. Because it's one thing to have a series of weird commercials, and of course, the commercials are going to wind up on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Giving the internet the freedom of and control over someone in a chicken costume, I thought was going to end in you know a murder suicide. So I did. yeah, thankfully it's not. It wasn't a real man responding in real time. You see, it was um, it responded to the prompts that was already 
put into the, the program into like the flash or whatever exactly so you couldn't tell him to kill himself over and over again unfortunately <laughs> this wasn't twitch yes th- thankfully it was not a live stream with somebody having to do this 24 hours a day but yes they 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 did pre-record a series of actions that you could request this person to do here's another one throw a pillow be an airplane do the robot sleep raise the roof it would respond to the question can i eat you <laughs> Travolta, which I'm guessing they mean do the Saturday Night Fever dance. But a lot of these are actually dances. Pre-TikTok, I guess. You had to find yeah. a way. Do a backflip, which I I don't know if anyone actually got footage of the guy doing the backflip. But uh, it's weird because you've got this entire concept where... Because I kind of wanted it to be the other way around. I kind of wanted it to be a guy in a suit taking literal instructions. Yeah. Which you said, yeah, it's not Twitch. And yeah, it does feel like that is what Twitch eventually became with some of this stuff. A simpler time. I actually, while we were talking, went to a friend's old blog spot. Okay. Because I remember them having subservient chicken on there. Okay. But um, at some point between like 2005 and 2007, when they stopped updating the blog, because <laughs> who the fuck updates a blog spot anymore? Right. Uh, she had taken it off. And uh, or if it's still on there, it's not displaying because it's flash. Marker.medium.com. Oh, Medium, the new blog spot. Yeah, this is uh, Will Leach uh, writing there. Oh, not good enough for thought catalog. Nope. There was something unnerving, even snuff filmy, about the subservient chicken. Why in the world was he wearing stockings? Is the parenthetical. But that only added to the intrigue. It's all for some dumb fast food sandwich. But it says, you can call me a rube all you want. You'll be right. But when the subservient chicken showed up in 2004, I didn't know it was a marketing campaign. I thought it was just a weird, almost creepy website where you can type things into a box and get a man in a very stupid-looking chicken costume to do the things you typed into the box. To be fair, it was reasonable for me to think this, since this was exactly what the subservient chicken did. He did what you told him to. Which is shattered by by that realization that, like, no, it was actually a bunch of pre-programmed stuff now there was a bit of a resurgence subservient chicken did come back about 10 years later it was 2004 when the first one came out 2014 courtesy of dan solomon at fast company subservient chicken an example of what we now call viral marketing involved a website where users could have it their way by typing commands for a man in a chicken outfit and garters to make the whole thing extra kinky Let's see here. It was a massive, unlikely hit in the spring of 2004, and it was followed by a series of high-profile, non-traditional campaigns by Crispin Porter and Bogoski, like the Whopper Freakout, whereby the chain told customers they'd sold out of the iconic sandwich and filmed the angry reactions. And Whopper Virgins, where people living in remote areas of the world were fed fast food for the first time. <laughs> Going to the un- uncontacted tribe in India. And bringing them a Whopper Jr. <laughs> sure, man. <laughs> so, yes, they, they started posting billboards. And Burger King's socials started posting them as well. Have you seen this chicken? Male, big build, brownish features, giant green eyes, red cone waddles, known for running in place, doing jumping jacks, and spontaneous dancing on command. Last seen at subservientchicken.com. Of course, they didn't just redo the same campaign no it was a looping footage of an empty room saying we don't know where the chicken is they tried to to gin up their own arg based on subservient chicken 
subservient chicken ARG. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, boy. Go to these coordinates and eat the Whopper. Exactly. Dustin Diamond, rest in peace, better known as Screech from Saved by the Bell, will play a role in the next phase of the campaign marketing. I don't think that ever really saw the light of day, but yes, <laughs> there was... There was apparently going to be some found footage bit with the chicken appearing in random places. I don't know. It's just an odd... It, like, okay, you had this thing, and it was kind of wild for a while. Ten years later, you're like, yeah, we're going to do this again. But why? I just, I still don't... I mean, I guess that's part of, like, a... a, a you know, The subservient, subservient chicken deny 11. <laughs> a subservient chicken film. <laughs> subservient chicken <laughs> come and fry i don't know there's a come and fry it <laughs> <laughs> rolling yeah. coal yeah. rolling coal yeah. Yeah. call him, r- window rolled down calling people a pussy <laughs> and i got and i got whatever the, the, the latin is for come and fry it yeah. on the fucking back of my <laughs> f650 doing donuts in the burger king parking lot flipping off everybody yeah it was already weird to begin with, and I guess ad campaigns of marketing and all that stuff is like you got to catch people's attention somehow. Sure, a classic dilemma. Like, how the fuck do you do that? Because you you never know what's gonna suddenly just spark a ton of conversation. Like we were just talking about earlier. Like, why is the Good Doctor, a show that has been on for six years and is a remake of another show, suddenly fucking everywhere? I have no idea. I still don't get it. No. There was a whole resurgence of like uh, Evangelion shitposts. Well, okay, that made sense. You know, the rebuilds were in theaters. Okay. And Netflix had right. rights. And... But again, that was like shitposts about a show that's like almost 30 years old. You never know like what's going to all of a sudden just show up and just be unavoidable. And man, I do remember that for like a couple of weeks, man, you fucking subservient chicken. Because this was on my college campus days. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Everyone's like, dude, bring the boons far and over. We're going <laughs> to yeah. get the subservient chicken, the, the uh, <laughs> to roofie do 9/11. chick. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to, we're going to write just the right. We're going to get the subservient chicken to play Edward Forty Hands, bro. <laughs> it's going to be sick, bro. That, see, that should have been the follow-up. <laughs> it's just going to college campuses. <laughs> the Serviant Chicken goes to college and fails out. So, no, no, no. So Serviant Chicken goes to SEMO, yes. fails out, and and has to go work for his dad's signing company <laughs> while going to community college. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, see that? I think, you know, 2024 will be 20 years. So, uh, you know, uh, give us yeah. a call. We're, you know... <laughs> We're, we're, we're going to uh, have some Serbian chickens sit in the cuck chair. Or, no, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In the uh, in the cluck chair. There we go. There we go. Oh, no. Oh, man. There we go. Oh, because that's going to. Okay, so that's got to be one where it's like chicken patty and a burger and the same sandwich and the chickens in the cuck ch- in the cluck chair. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm glad you're not uh, spearheading any marketing <clears throat> oh, no. for a fast food company. No, I, I went I went to school for that, and I, at, at a certain point, I went, yeah, you know, this is for me. <laughs> Clearly not my thing. I got to ask you this. Yes. Since we're talking about delicious chicken. Mm. Who has the bigger chicken sandwich, Popeye's or BK? Oh, uh, the better chicken sandwich? Yeah. Well, I'm not talking. Uh, I should be the, the was Burger King's. 
Well, see now the they, royale. I was going to say, yeah, the the the, the chicken king, the chicken king. king. Sorry, yes, chicken king. Well, you have two. You have the chicken, and then you also have the classic chicken sandwich. The classic chicken sandwich go fucking suck dick. That thing sucks. That's like cafeteria food. That reminds me of going to public school. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So if we're going strictly on the southern style breaded, right? Mm-hmm. And they everybody has a spicy option. Mm-mm-mm. Well, as much as I like the chicken, I really feel like the sauce has a lot to do with it. So I'm gonna give it to Popeyes on that one. Oh, but. Their competitor, KFC, I had their chicken sandwich, the spicy, yesterday. And I got to say, that's a that's a juicy and really nice chicken sandwich. Got to say. I uh, I had one. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Okay. It was all right. I think, uh, you know what, man? I think the chicken yeah. might, be, might be the best one. Get the okay. spicy, mm-hmm. get some onions on there. Well, that's true. The Popeye's one is really good. But sometimes it can be over fried and a little too soggy. That does happen for sure. When the Popeyes chicken sandwich did come out, yes, I will agree. It was. Oh yeah, it was a revelation. Well, part of it is just the 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 Creole type spices that they're really mm-hmm. leaning into. But just I will how fu- just like the breading. Yeah, it's like a fucking quarter inch of breading. Yeah, yeah, and it's not that it's not that cheap shit either. It it feels really good. It feels like. It feels like something you get at like a proper chicken restaurant that's yeah. not fast food. Because I was thinking about like, yeah, what's the what's the actual best chicken sandwich I've had? And it's probably Hodax. People will will be pitchforks in my mentions. Honky. There will be pitchforks in my mentions about this, but I will swear you to you, even, you can't even you can't even look me in the eye and say Southern. No, I can't. Gus's maybe, but Burden Barrel maybe. Burden Barrel, yeah, Burden Barrel. I mean, when their it was spice around. mix was insane. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The the fucking nugs. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember those. Those were fantastic. They um, would put nugs on a bun and call it a sandwich. Yeah, that shit was good. I mean, Hodax. I mean, Hodax is fucking solid. Right. Don't get me wrong, but it is kind of like where white people who are afraid to be in the city go. I, I understand. Food. I understand. I'm just saying the food is good. I don't. <laughs> I can take it to go. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't. <laughs> I understand the, the aesthetic of the place is kind of like. Huh, I should. I be. mean, I mean, like. I mean, I worked down the street from there for a minute, and I go get fucking Hodax for lunch, yeah. and like was fine. Like, mm. get the fucking I get like the fucking southwestern salad and like mm, whatever. That's and a like, good one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like the food's good there. It's just I don't know. Calling it the best fried chicken in St. Louis is. Oh no, I'm not saying the best fried chicken. I'm saying sandwich. Sandwich. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. There's a distinction because the best. Think who's even the best fried chicken right now? I've heard Grace and Three, or Grace Meat and Three. But I, had I don't know. A, chicken wing from there once yeah it's just someone i was working with like yeah i went great <laughs> hey, here's a- yeah i was like yeah i got this chicken wing you want it and i'm like how long how long has it not been you know yeah, I was gonna hot? Say, yeah, yeah and like we just came straight from there i'm like okay threw that shit in the fucking microwave ate it and i was like yeah it's, it's pretty f- fucking solid chicken wing that was just given to me like hey i don't want this <laughs> hey uh so like a dog shit on this dollar you want it <laughs> yeah you kind of like you kind of want to go sure, but then you go. Well, hold on. <laughs> what happened to this chicken? <laughs> right. That was it. Was a trusted person. Uh, sure, I would hope it yeah. wasn't like my shittiest coworker at that job. It was. It was actually my boss, <laughs> okay. and I don't think my boss hated me in that way. So, sure. like, I don't think he was going to try and poison me. Well, yeah, because then you'd need. He time did off. fire me, but he. I mean, but I don't think he was going to poison me first. <laughs> there's, there's degrees, is what you're saying. Yeah, a Grace Three. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've heard good things about that. Yeah, um, I go to Amigo Joe's all the time. 
time, and I never have ordered their chicken, but I am told it's exceptional. Amigo Joe's? Amigo Joe's. I've been there before. They serve a mean carnitas. Every time I go, I have to fight the urge to say I want the carnitas because it's just so good. And it's the same uh, couple that that runs that place that used to run a place called Chimichangas down at way deep South Grand. Yeah, yeah. And and they're just... Chimichangas. Oh, Chimichangas is kind of... Man, we're getting really deep on the same Mexican restaurant lore here. But Chimichangas is kind of like uh, El Magway. El Magway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. El Magway is like, I feel like Chimichangas and El Magway both have like three or four things on the menu that's really exceptional. And the rest of it just feels like bland white people Mexican food. Hmm. Because I used to live real close to to Chimichangas. We walk up and down there. And then I. You're talking about the one in Holly Hills? Uh. Right there on Grand South Grand, and, yeah, like 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 a Tasca or not a Tasca, but Delore maybe, maybe know, yeah, yeah. I know the place you're talking about. Bates, it's one of those. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah, my dad used to live like off Alaska, right by there. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> dad living on a State Street life was going good. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you not in the uh, in the know of the St. Louis lore, these State Streets are infamously the quote unquote bad streets. Yeah, it's not really like that. I mean, there's definitely some no, spots that are like not, around yeah. Cherokee that, like, you know, people joke about like Iowa and stuff. Like, sure, uh, it's definitely block by block, but it's not like how it was like 15 years ago. But they have a they have and had a bad rep mm-hmm. is what is what I'm getting at, and, and unearned in most cases because you know, yeah, it's, the fuck are we even talking about? We talking, talking about chicken sandwich? Oh, chicken sandwich. Okay. Oh, <laughs> We got a little bit far afield. Got a little there, bit in the got... weeds there. Well, only because... anyways, let's go look at something gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's time, of course, for our favorite segment of the show: Shock.jpg. And now the moment you've all been waiting for: Shock.jpg. Another link, courtesy of our friends at Efucked. <laughs> when you when you care to send the very best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> efucks.com. Uh, oh boy, efuck. I think this is I think this is efuck's first appearance on the on the pod. No, it is not. We uh we we dug into the efuck well on a deleted episode. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh for the uh, the two gentlemen getting fisted. So this one <laughs> Um I think they also appeared in the one where the lady drinks piss. Anyway, this one's called the love plug, Brian. Oh. Oh no. Oh no. And here he goes. Uh- Lights went out. <laughs> and Lights here we are in out. slow motion. I think that's why electricity oh. went out my work today. <laughs> and, is there uh, sound? Oh, you know what there is. Here, let's let's see if we can <laughs> what appear sounds like the Imperial March from Star Wars. And that's how he became Lawnmower Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's my cyberpunk origin story. So yes, the the love plug is a uh, it's a short film, <laughs> all of twenty seconds long. We watched it twice while we were describing it to you. Yes, it is a, a gentleman with the tinfoil. Uh, you see, is it tinfoil? It's not tinfoil anymore. It's aluminum foil. Aluminum foil, yeah. Aluminum foil wrapped around his member. Uh, with with a fork, yes, two prongs sticking out from the top. Of course, like so a fork. So you get the positive tongue. and the negative charge. That's correct, and he is inserting it directly into the wall socket. Uh, the spark hits, the lights go out, and you hear him scream. <laughs> God. That's that's so much better than the guy that Demi Gorgon his own oh. face in fucking Beirut or whatever. Exactly. That's you know at least we can laugh at this more than that. I, I, yeah, that she's. It was disturbing. I, I gosh, his, his fucking face was like, uh, what if you deflate the football, then put cracked it open, and then start pulling raw beef out of it? <laughs> Ugh. 
Oh, that just that you got heartburn. What's no, going I, on there? I, I, I was about to throw up. But just the thought of that <laughs> fucking image again, like just God. that. Yeah, it's just a stripe of a, an inch long down a motherfucker's face. His nose is gone. There's fucking. They're trying to put his face back together like you dropped a fucking mango. Like just. Uh, yeah, it literally looked like a, a like 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 if you like started if you cracked a melon open with like a wedge. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, that guy didn't do that to his penis, as far I, as we know. I gotta, I gotta know if there was any follow up to that guy, because like, fuck the burn marks, not like I can't even. I he turns out it's the only way he can come. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, just the the way these things go. But yeah, like, uh, I just I, I have to look this up because I, I only saw this in passing, and I. I God, I only vaguely remember. It over to, <laughs> of course, we got to go over to the Screen Workers Wiki. It's our, it's our good where we get friends. Most there. of our content from. Well, it just uh, it's a great. I know it's a great depository. It of, really is. Like if you really want to, there it is. Okay, no, no follow up. Okay, sometimes what the Screamer died. Yeah, what the sometimes what the Screamer Wiki will do, and and God bless them, is that they will follow up on some of these. Oh, you know, he died later, or this yeah. happened, or this, you know, whatever. And some of them, it's just like, yeah, a guy stuck something somewhere and he shouldn't have. <laughs> and then it's like a link to the video. And like, okay. I was hoping for some sort of catharsis or follow-up, but no, sadly. Um, I do love that the cover image is literally the first frame, and it is the wood-paneled wall where this this gentleman lives. The socket and, is, And the yeah. socket, and it just in, in this like 70s-style yellow text, it just says, the love plug. <laughs> that could be an album cover, boy, if you really... So yeah, what a what a fun episode of the show, everybody! Aren't you having fun? I mean, you know, that was funny at least. Yeah, at least, at very. It was like the guy with the hand in the blender. At least it was funny. It was gruesome. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, and the scream felt very familiar. You know. <laughs> 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 mm. uh, <laughs> <Hot>. <laughs> Just doing it. All right. So, <laughs> so Brian, I guess that means it's time for the breath mint when yeah. we're at this this stage of the show. What uh, what you been up to? Last Friday was uh, Cinco de Mayo, or as uh, white people who get mad when the cards don't win call it, uh, Cinco de Drinko. And boy, the cards ain't been winning. He's sighing loudly as he grabs another beer. Our fucking listen. <laughs> our pitching game. I have so much fucking rage in me about the Cardinals. God, yeah, you know, it's like, do, do we get our picture from an orphanage? Oh, <laughs> for disabled people? Yeah, like, what is this? fucking make an ink heel look good. Jesus Christ. I went to a game recently. I took my mother to a game for hey, her mom, birthday. mom, you want to yeah. be disappointed yeah. in me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take you to this shit game yeah. with yeah. a shit team. Hey, hey mom, uh, you want to be the Detroit my... Lions of baseball. Oh, just ridiculous. I don't even like sports. No. But, but but like I grew up in it. I grew up enough to know when it's bullshit. Exactly. You're immersed in it and you at least have this like institutional knowledge to know when someone is fucking up. <laughs> you're you're fucking blowing it. <laughs> I'm sorry. There was a very long a string of runs from as far back as I can remember. Probably since the early 90s. I was going to say, yeah, it, it really does feel like that. It, where we'd have a stumble at the beginning of the season. But then the pitching staff was always there to kind of make it up. We had some excellent outfielders. We had a shortstop that was a kick-ass guy. 
or there would be a second baseman or somebody on first. There yeah. would be some infielder and some outfielder that were fucking superstars, and they knew how to like balance the roster. They had they had a batting shit figured out. They had a, like there was a two or three decade run of just pretty decent season after season. Yeah, we fucking choke in the playoffs. But... Sure, but I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, there's like. <laughs> Four or five other teams that do the same thing. Oh, yeah, I mentioned Ankiel. Exactly. <laughs> my uh, my grandfather. We went to a World Series game of yeah. I forget who we were against, but Ankiel was the pitcher, and Ankiel was this guy that just came out of the minors, and he had a really great regular season, and then the pressure just killed this, this fucking yeah. caved his head in. Yeah, and he was like fucking throwing wild pitches, and and uh, oh yeah, he imploded. He it imploded. Was we're like watching this man fall apart. My grandfather ended up falling asleep <laughs> and made the fucking national broadcast fucking snoring no. away at Bush Stadium. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. I love you it. Know, my cousins are, are calling my grandparents and, you know, uh, you know, you know, Chaz was on the uh, was on TV oh, story and my grand Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> You're falling asleep at the game, Charlie, you son of a bitch. I don't know. They should have been playing better. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And my grandfather used to always say, he, I remember growing up, my grandfather was a shit fucking disturber, which which makes sense because I am. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. And I remember he would be sitting there in his fucking white flannel boxers at the kitchen table, <laughs> reading the newspaper, and he'd just be like, uh, reading you know the sports paper, ah, send him back to the minor leagues. And, uh, you know, my grandmother would be cooking breakfast and he would be saying something about, you know, Gephardt or something. Sure. And, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. put him on the gallows. <laughs> I ought to kill him. Oh, you know, boy. just like just just, you know, my grand my grandfather was definitely leaning right. But yeah. he was always he always he's still me for a long ways. Your number one enemy is a politician. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like they're all fucking suckers. And, you know, hey. I remember one time he said something and my grandmother's like cooking cream and wheat or something. And she turns over. At the kitchen table, and she goes, Charlie! And he's got the newspaper up. So he can't, right. she can't see him. And he's looking over at me, and he's just got this big sheet eating grin <laughs> on his face. And I was like, ah, yes. This is this is the, the, the key to life, the enjoying life. It's just antagonizing other people. <laughs> yeah, being a shithead, yeah. <laughs> I had one very similar. He, uh, he'd love to... Uh, turn Broadway musicals into songs about sucking dick. So, I mean, he was a very funny, <laughs> very funny man. Um, the, the, the outsiders were the outsuckers. <laughs> oh, he, his, his, one of his favorite musicals was Camelot, and so it was Camelot. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking whips. Just, oh, and, you know, he'd pick me up in the fucking giant car. He'd have the fucking, uh, it was an Oldsmobile. It was one of those old cutlasses. The boat car. I mean, it was a massive fucking vehicle and you know, tape deck fucking player and Camelot. And he's just going, yeah. Camelot. Do, do, do. <laughs> just what a wild man. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, baseball. Oof, boy. Baseball. Yeah. Through my my job, they've got fucking season tickets. Yeah. And I got, because uh, my girlfriend's never been to Bush State. Hey, all and right. So I got tickets. She picked out the tickets, and I was like, "Well, this we look like we, we pretty much suck dick this year, so pick a great team for us to go up against." Okay, and so she picked the Mets game. That's in a couple. Of oh, weeks, okay. Which uh, every single time I've been down to Jupiter and seen a uh, um, spring break mm. match or exhibition game, 
Uh, it's always been against the Mets, so uh, oh, and they've always whipped our ass. I was so. gonna say you're you're familiar with that heartache, so you're ready. Yeah, yeah. And my. I remember growing up, my mom had a shirt that said the Mets are pond scum. Yeah, was 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 that a David Letterman thing? I can't remember. But I was just like, even then as a teenager, being like, who are you fooling, woman? <laughs> uh, but anyway, she's really, really just out in the weeds today. That's why I'm having uh, fun. So Cinco de Mayo, me and some friends went down to Cherokee Street, which is like the, one of the big Cinco de Mayo celebrations. Uh, every weekend of Cinco de Mayo mm-hmm. uh, every year. Hadn't gone down for a couple of years. Obviously, there was a pandemic mm-hmm. and just had like a lot of fun. Like it was just kind of interesting to see like how uh, less Mexican y that is become. odd. Yeah. At least like in, I think the last time I went was like 2017. Like there was a, a good balance of like, uh, you know, the, the keep St. Louis weird shit. And also, mm-hmm. like, this is like a historically Hispanic part of town. And now it feels kind of like uh, a little less that, but still had mm-hmm. fun. Got to watch some wrestling. Oh, yeah. Got to watch a, like, nine-year-old girl get completely terrified, but enthralled by watching two me men slap me. <laughs> you love to see... The, the burgeoning wrestling fan come yeah. to that realization of like, oh, this kicks ass. Yeah, just going from like, oh my God, what are they doing? She's like, yeah, fuck him up. <laughs> Destroy him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so that was fun. Like walked around, got to see like the people's, um, the people's joy parade. The people, yeah, the people's parade. Which is like kind of any fucking weirdo South Side person wants to like wrap their car in tinfoil and throw tootsie <laughs> rolls at children. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, people on mopeds and tall bikes. Uh, there was a woman being pulled by a Volvo dressed as like a queen and like the back of the Volvo said like the Volvo queen on the and it's like the fuck is this? This is fucking amazing. It definitely has that feeling of like randomly coming across a, a, a group in New Orleans that are just like walking up the street in wedding dresses. That's what happened when I was down there. We yeah, ran yeah. into the Brides of March. It was men and women full bridal costumes just marching down the street yeah i mean well, i mean there's that fucking hamble burris bit about like oh yeah. shit yeah you're yeah right. about like is, you just get like a parade permit yeah <laughs> like and it costs you like a hundred bucks and what you want it to be about we got the parade route person here yep so yeah it does feel like that kind of anarchic like do whatever the hell you want kind of thing that you yeah. do see in new orleans is that that the people's joy parade yeah that <laughs> well we had fun with that watched WWE Backlash, okay, which was the first pay-per-view event that WWE has hosted in Puerto Rico in like mm. 20-something years, almost 20 years. Okay. Um, it was good. Yeah. Um, felt real tight. Like, uh, I don't think there was... Well, the Usos versus uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens kind of was a snoozer, but... Uh, well, it's because Sami Zayn is there. You don't like Sami Zayn? For me, I don't feel like he... Can, it knows what I don't know. Uh, he's, I mean, I don't know. It feels it's, like it feels like people do not pop for him like they do for anybody else. Just for whatever reason, like he. Just, I mean, they cannot... pop for him in fucking St. Louis. They yeah. like he probably he probably had one of the loudest pops of that night when I was really? there. Yeah, I just don't get that vibe. Like for whatever reason, I just it's something. He feels like one of those guys. It's like he's just there. I, it, maybe, maybe I haven't seen him recently. That's I mean, the I stuff saying. he's been doing like the last year has been really good. Like he had like a before he started doing the program with the bloodline he had like this thing like he was doing like a conspiracy theory thing that was fun oh. he had like a documentary crew following him he did the fucking match with matches with giant knoxville 
Oh, um, yeah. See, I missed all that. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, he. the problem with WWE is that they have a lot of really great talent that they don't use right, and Sami Zayn was one of those guys for a very, very long time. So it could have just been that I missed, yeah. I missed his kind of redemption. But the shit he's doing now, is, it's fine. Uh, you know, it's actually pretty good most of the time, but that match was kind of a snooze. The Bad Bunny uh, versus Damian Priest match was uh, surprisingly good. Bad Bunny coming out doing a tribute to uh, fucking New Jack <laughs> with a fucking uh, shopping cart full of fucking implements. Hell yeah. Uh, they have fucking Puerto, uh, Puerto Rico Street Fight. Super fun. Rhea Ripley versus Lena Vega. I really enjoyed uh, watching Rhea Ripley, who is the mommy dommy, just throwing around a <laughs> tiny uh, Puerto Rican woman, was and Selena Vega looked great. Like it was just a really well done match, really well booked. I'm trying to think what else, the Brock Lesnar versus uh fucking Cody mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes match was actually. Man, Rock Lester does like one good match a year, <laughs> and, and you got to see you it. Got to <laughs> see it. They actually like actually like he lost clean. Okay, which Brock Lesnar usually doesn't do. Just actually like, oh, this is actually this was actually it was like a fifteen minute match. It was pretty tight. Fucking Brock Lesnar like got, gave himself some color on a fucking turnbuckle that was exposed and bleeding. Okay. Fuck had a fucking crimson mask and <laughs> it was fucking gnarly. But um, fucking Cody Rhodes. He comes from a lineage where, like, you know, getting cut up and showing color isn't like a fucking absurd thing. And yeah, EW is, is yeah. not afraid to have you know, fucking John Moxley splits his head open every single time he <laughs> yeah. fucking walks out into the apron. I remember my girlfriend, who's still new to professional wrestling, like recoiling watching Cody Rhodes like like rub his chest, which is like covered in in Brock Lesnar's <laughs> blood, like running it through his hair. And I'm like, you gotta Ooh. wear your color. Ooh. Because yeah, yeah, you, know, you gotta fucking you gotta wear the stink if you're gonna if you're gonna wrestle like that. Fuck but, uh, it, yeah. It's, it, what are you gonna do? Run away? Exactly. <laughs> but it was, you know, was, so that was good. Watch Terrifier two. Okay. Uh, which it's on my list. I have not seen it. Yet. It's uh, it's vulgar. It's I love absurd. It. Okay. It is one of the most violent and gory things I've seen in a long, long time. You're selling is, me very hard on this movie. All, right. all all practical effects. Ooh, go goop goopy. Um, I love it. I don't think there's any obvious CGI. It's surprisingly funny and violent and absurd, but it's not horny. Huh. It it's very interesting how in a way it's a little chast. Like huh. there's one scene where the female protagonist, she's like in a shower and you see a little bit of side boob. Right. And it's not even like a five second cut a little fan service just a little for, fan service yeah. and but the rest of it's just like hardcore this demented mime clown fucking just murdering people and like you know um sawing off their limbs keeping them still alive <laughs> and it's gross i love it yeah i i was it was so fucking just disgusting and i couldn't stop smiling <laughs> and I, I believe my girlfriend felt the same way because i was like let's watch this i, w- I really want to watch uh infinity pool oh yeah yeah but this kind of won out because I was like, well, I've heard good things about this movie. And she's like, oh, you really got to see this. And she hadn't seen it, but she, I think she's seen the first Terrifier. Okay. Had uh, you seen the first? Terrifier? I hadn't. Okay. And she's like, I don't think you really need to see the first. Perfect. And the the stuff that carries over from the first movie into the second movie is pretty well explained to you. Not in a heavy handed way, but you, it's uh, like in situ, you know, you're like, oh, yeah. you pick it up. You're like, oh, okay. This makes yeah. sense. Like it's, it's pretty well explained, but not too heavy-handed well that's um, nice i always like that then the other night watched the vich 
Okay. The David uh, yeah, Eggers. David Eggers, yeah. My girlfriend Shan seen it. D hadn't seen it. So uh, I was like, fuck it. Let's watch this. It's like yeah. a 90, it's a tight 93. It is. Economical, they would call it. Is, like, yes. is, is a very pace wise, very well done for like 90 minutes. Like, no, it feels like nothing's wasted. There's no fat on that movie. Yeah. And uh, there's stuff that, yeah, I'd see it in theaters. And I remember watching it once or twice on streaming since it came out. I was like, one of those things, like, I don't remember this. Oh, yeah. I don't remember this. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I've actually gone long enough not seeing this movie. I forgot shit in it. Like, okay. I love that. You're like, I forgot about this part. Or like, this was this in the original cut? Is this like a weird director's <laughs> cut we're watching or something? The acting, the screenwriting, those two fucking twins. Yes. God, yes. the spoiler, they fucking die. And you're right. like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Between the writing and just the, the physical... The, the physical tension. acting, yeah. Well, the oh, yeah. the oppression of faith and homesteading in a new world. Yes, and I'm watching the father realize that maybe he's not as clever as he thought he was, and having a daughter that's in her own way worldly. Yes, unlike the rest of her family, or wants to be worldly, and uh, having this self realization near the end of the movie. I still don't love like the ending scene. It feels Yeah. That's the only thing I don't really love. I mean everything up until It know, feels like a Bergman pistache almost. Like just the way some of the choices that were made. That's all I'm I mean, I can't really Yeah. Uh, you know, uh do you want to know the world and live deliciously? Like I mean that's such a great little spot. Yeah. And yeah. then the, and then it kinda of deflates after that and I'm like, eh, it's yeah. it's a little bit of a bummer. It does collapse under its own weight at a certain point because you have like you said the atmosphere everything's you're right there's it's like almost perfect it's just shy yeah i think of like that last like five minutes were better i think the whole yeah it'd be i had that same there was a french movie called high tension that had that same problem where like yeah fuck this be careful this is my one my my girlfriend uh, no one of her favorite movies again i love it it's a great movie i know exactly what you're talking about where i get there is a but there is a there's a moment i think it's like five minutes from the end where you could have cut to black and it would have been the perfect fucking movie (laughs) you could have just left it be yeah but for whatever reason they felt the need to do this little tacked on thing you're like oh shit i don't know it's still good still good you know like but, you know, it's that moment of, like, you're right up at the... And then, yeah, I mean, Bo is Afraid had the same thing for me. What about you, man? What's your breath meant? Well, I went to the drive-in for the first time this year. I love the drive-in. Gotta, yeah. got, gotta go see the Guardians of the Galaxy 3. How was it? I enjoyed the living shit out of that movie. Okay. Uh, it's probably the goriest PG-13 movie this side of the second Doctor Strange. Uh, I, th- I really feel like the MCU is pushing the gore on the PG-13, which is great. I love it. Yeah, There's multiple scenes of giant goopy monsters getting their shit wrecked uh, that are great. <laughs> There's a guy getting his face peeled off, <laughs> which is fun. You know, uh, Peter Quill, the, the, the Chris Pratt character, kind of takes a backseat to Rocket. Rocket's kind of the feature of this one, which is great because I always felt like he was the better character anyway. He's more yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, get... Chris Pratt's a Missourian from in outer space. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Cool. I'll buy that. I have a fucking uh, 
pork steak about it, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my dad left me his favorite pork steak. <laughs> He's sipping on a ball of malls. <laughs> He's got this pork steak in a Ziploc that's been, that's been marinating for like 25 years. <laughs> One day I'm going to grill it. Yeah. One day I'm going to grill it. Uh, it turns out his, his dad was like, "I don't give a shit about the about that." I was all about. I, I gave that to you because I thought you were a fucking putz. What's really about is the gooey butter cake. That's right, the the forbidden gooey butter cake that he has to travel halfway across the universe for. No, so exactly. Um, but you know, uh, Karen Gilliam is back as uh, Nebula, which I always love to see her. You got uh, Zoe Saldana as your uh, as your Gamora, but it's different Gamora because time travel shenanigans with Endgame and all that. Um, is it the same actress? Same actress. Okay. But it's technically a different. her character is different because she hadn't met Peter and all this stuff. And so, like, all the character growth in the second movie is practically erased because of the endgame Infinity War nonsense. Time travel, whatever. But you still have a lot of the, the, the fan favorite stuff. Breakout star, I think, is going to be Cosmo, the telekinetic dog. Cosmo uh, was... It was an actual Marvel Comics character modeled after Laika, dog that was shot into space, mm-hmm. yeah. and then found her way to the Collector, and then the Collector uh, kept her as part of the collection. And so, you so see- is Antonio Banderas making? <laughs> no, this is actually the the girl who plays Borat's daughter in the second Borat movie. Oh, okay, fantastic choice for Cosmo. Um, just well, I meant the Collector. This oh, the <laughs> the Collector. Who was that? I, I, I thought that was Antonio Banderas. Am I thinking, no, Benicio del Toro. Sorry, close, uh, close yeah. enough. Yeah, they're well, jeez. <laughs> I'm just gonna run with it. Yes, it was Benicio del Toro as the collector, and Howard the Duck shows up in this. I mean, it's just it's it's a lot of fun. It's just it's you can't take it too seriously, obviously, but they try to make you take it seriously because you know right. that's what they're doing. It's supposedly going to be the last one, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of setups and payoffs about like you know we're, we're going to break up the team or whatever. And Batista still kills it as as Drax. I mean, there's there's really a lot more we humor. We need these nuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot more humor here than even in the second one because I felt like the second one started to veer into like melodrama territory. Yeah, so I think three kind of lighten that throttle a little bit, and we're back to wacky space adventures, which is what I want out of a movie. I did finish two games in the past week, which is surprising to me. I finished Forspoken. I definitely got to say that people were wrong in a lot of fronts about it, in that like it's not the worst game in the world. It's also not the best game in the world. Yeah. It's fun. You run around, you collect stuff. There's magic. It's kind of a cool story. You know, but if it wasn't so high def and like a big system seller or whatever, it probably wouldn't be much to write home about. Like if it didn't look as good as it did, be okay. Yeah. And then something you had mentioned in a previous episode, probably way, way back, Evil Within Two, Tango Gameworks sequel, much like Terrifier Two. I'd never played the Evil Within. Didn't I know don't because uh, I tried. I think I discussed this on the show and. Way way back, mm. I probably put like three hours into it. And I'm like, this is fucking painful. The first one felt like I was playing like a bad PS2 game. <laughs> yeah, there's still some stuff in in two that I'm like, this could have got cut or like this could have been done better. It definitely has a lot of that Resident Evil Four pedigree in it. Mm-hmm. it. Definitely has. You can almost feel like Shinji Mikami like standing over someone's shoulder, going, and then you should do this. 
Because um, they even do the thing where they bring back bosses from the first game that you do in a bit of a boss rush towards the end. Yeah. And like, oh, okay. You just had to fight one in the first game. Now you got to fight three. A little bit of eye roll there. But for the most part, story was great. Really enjoyed Definitely recommend. You can probably get it for pretty cheap nowadays, Evil Within 2. I think if you have Game Pass, it's oh, free. Okay. That's even better. Because, yeah, it probably, especially if you're on PC, the, the aiming is probably better. I could not aim for shit with the sticks. I, it's the same thing problem I have with Resident Evil. I can't aim for shit with the right stick. I don't know why. Ugh. Yeah. The upgrade system is also weird because you got to collect a goo from enemies and then spend it in a hallucination which then improves your stats and there's also crafting which i fucking i'm done with crafting man do not make me craft anything again yeah i hate fucking i hate crafting even in elden ring yeah i didn't bother with it i mean i would get the tomes and stuff so i could because there was a few things worth crafting but generally (laughs) like why do i need like a fire pot i can throw behind me right what is this who is this for it's not for me I'm not using that. I think out of all the things you could craft, there was probably like five things that were like consistently worth like using your pots for. And everything else was just really situational. Like, Right. And yeah. I wouldn't think to use it because I don't, you know, that's not my, usually my build or whatever, but like just don't fucking make me craft shit. Just, yeah. The, the, the one thing I did appreciate about Forspoken is that there was an option that you could turn on that was auto pickup. For yeah. any crafting items that you found out in the field. Ooh, like so you're that. running at the fucking speed of light and just picking up, you know, the flash style. You're picking up all this stuff that you can craft with. That was helpful. But yeah, I mean, there's... Yeah. Uh, um, what's unfortunate about Forspoken is that healing items have to be crafted. And so, like, you, can't, you, you will pick them up in the field, but it is very rare. So you have to fucking craft them. And so there's just like, fuck, okay, I gotta go out and find this fucking plant that... Here, there, and everywhere. Just yeah, frustrating. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I got uh, a new fucking video card. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got RTX 3060 hey. OC2 Ooh. Asus. Yeah, I just was kind of like, what's good that's between three and $400? And that was like kind of the best I could figure. Fucking 12 gigabytes DDR6. Sick. Like, was fucking around with... Because uh, like the only thing I had installed on Steam... Was uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? Not a bad. It's it's the crisis of the uh, of the day. Yeah, yeah can... and it was like I was very. It was interesting to see how much on ten eighty p setup I could fucking push shit. Yeah. But the problem is when you get to the chromatic aberration and all of like the super sampling on a ten eighty p setup, it starts to get real mushy real quick. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I might have. Uh, eventually, I'm I'm probably either probably going to get a four K screen at some point wow and i'll probably just i'll probably be able to run that medium but like i was funny showing off my girl because like i'm like oh it's the only thing i got in, like, i just threw it in the machine <laughs> and like reinstalled geforce experience and like my girlfriend shows up and she's sitting on the futon she's like didn't that isn't that game awful i'm like it is so fucking terrible i <laughs> wish it never but i didn't it, think it was that bad I, it's then. I told her how it took me two and a half years to finish the taxi mission because it was so bad. <laughs> okay, I will give you the taxi mission does suck, yeah. And so like I'm just like I'm like, oh yeah, this looks really cool, the ray tracing and all that. Um but I mean I got the Series X and mm. you know, sitting on the couch is more comfortable than the computer. Oh, for sure. So I don't know how much gaming I'm gonna do. I mostly got it for fucking uh Lightroom. Oh yeah, for like sure. Editing and all that. 
Um, so it was kind of cool, like watching actions that would take like like twenty minutes on like my old video card take like twenty seconds. Oh. I'm like ooh, yeah, ooh, that's nice. I did. I upgraded to let's see the RX sixty six hundred XT. Previously in a mining ring, apparently, and so somebody was selling yeah. it for like rock bottom nothing. I put it in, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to do transcoding for Plex. So I'm going to turn this thing into this thing." And same thing. I was like, "This usually would take a lot of time, and now it's whoosh, you know beautiful. Nice. Love it. Nice, um, nice. I love to to have processes take less time. That's a big thing for me. Lightroom is constantly being bloated by Adobe. <laughs> it's uh, a fucking resource hog." For like features you don't use, like, like I remember one time, like people being like, "Why is Lightroom run like shit now? Why does it run like absolute fucking dog dick?" And they look at like the fucking patch notes for the latest fucking cloud update, and it's like shit that like astrophotographers use. And you're like, cool. So like for like dads who have fucking lung cancer, (laughs) dragging their their kids out. To the fucking desert to be like, look, he can see all the stars, <laughs> which you can't see in Kenosha. <laughs> well, yeah, you're probably right about Kenosha, but yeah, Adobe products in general. Like, I I use Illustrator all the time. We designed the logo for the show in Illustrator. Yeah. Illustrator is my jam because it, it it prints really nice. You know, it has a, has a lot of really cool specialized print settings. So I do some printmaking. You know, yeah. I when I was in bands, I would do all the T-shirts. I would silk screen my own stuff. Yeah. And so Illustrator is my go-to because you can scale it. Because Photoshop's a gigantic pain in the ass for that. Oh, so, God, yeah. So Illustrator is the same fucking problem as Lightroom. Like, okay, outline this image, black and white. Something simple that you should be able to do pretty quickly. But for whatever fucking reason, <laughs> Illustrator decides it's going to take five minutes. Why? Like, this it's not even a big image. You know, it's just very weird stuff. I, I, I still don't understand how Adobe continues to fuck up and still get people paying every month for Creative Suite. That blows yeah. my fucking mind. Like, I can't understand it. Going to a monthly thing for anything like Office or any... Fuck it. No. I will pay for software one time. Well, I fucking... Like, I forget what was like the last like physical or like non-cloud version of Lightroom you could buy. I think it was like Lightroom 6. Yeah. And I stuck with it forever. I fucking was dragging that shit along. And then I bought Fujifilm camera and it was like the first generation of Fujifilm sensors that were not supported by Lightroom. Natively. Of course. Yeah. And I didn't want to fucking do the whole fucking DNG hanky-panky oh, bullshit. No. Yeah. So uh, I was just like, oh, I guess I got to fucking bite the bullet. Do you pay monthly for Lightroom? Yeah. Jesus wept. It sucks. Yeah. Well, what I think I'm going to do is a little uh, pro tip for the folks out there. If you're paying for Adobe products and uh, you think it's not worth it because it fucking isn't, I believe the trick is go to a yearly subscription and then cancel. And then when they ask, when the prompts you, like, why are you canceling? You say it's too expensive. They will then offer you the yearly subscription for half off. Ah, that's what I do for uh, the satellite radio. Nice. Every every six months, I have to call them up and be like, "Hey, I'm canceling." And they'll say, "Well, how about five bucks a month?" I'm like, "Okay, sounds good." <laughs> okay, <laughs> do you do this? Okay, yeah, I'll do kind of. Pretty, I'll do five bucks a that's, month. That's, this now, that's pretty much the ooh ooh. <laughs> sure. I love Ben Margera's radio show. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tom Morello though his his show's pretty good. Really, I I get it for uh, Howard Stern. I get it for 
the punk uh, faction punk, which did uh, recently, uh, just today actually, they had MS Paint. On. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, uh, Titans of Hope. What is it? Thank you, Titans of Hope is the song. Yeah, going to pick up the kids, and there's fucking MS Paint, and I'm like hell yeah, nice, <laughs> just showing up on my radio. Yeah, I bought tickets for my girlfriend for her birthday. I bought tickets to go see clutch oh hell just yeah not, uh not really it just happened to be clutch as a headliner it was a fucking st louis ass move whereas you spend way too much money for a headliner you don't give a shit about oh so you can see like to a tour the, support play a 20 minute set the band you want to see yeah. yeah 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 that's such a fucking st louis ass move <laughs> i like, did that with third eye blind because i yeah. wanted to see smoking popes yeah fuck dude god damn that's like that's like fucking racking your fucking dick on a fucking chain link fence i'm there with you yeah so $100 tickets to go watch Amigo the Devil. <laughs> <laughs> wow. God, at the fucking factory, which, uh, which yeah. seems like a hellscape. It, yeah, I've heard. Not good. I mean, fucking Dead Mouse is yeah. a fucking co-owner of it. So right. I like to make my girlfriend happy. So I, Hey, but, hell yeah. But Jesus Christ, it's really... It's, good, good thing she's worth it. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> I've, exactly. There's a lot of people I've dated where I wouldn't... Buy you twenty dollar tickets no, for on the no. birthday, <laughs> like because uh, I'm. We just did back in February for for Valentine's Day. I I got her tickets to see Ani DeFranco. Oh yeah, yeah. And Ani DeFranco's great for her. I'm kind of uh, on some of her late period stuff. Yeah, early Ani DeFranco, everything up to nineties like stuff. Yeah, nineties stuff up until the double album. I'm pretty cool on everything after that. I'm kind of like whatever. But yeah, uh, you know it was. Like, Fifty dollar tickets, Ooh. and back in the day, that would have been like, "Honey, I love you," but no. But, <laughs> but you know, we've married a while, and I was like, eh, it's "No problem." Same kind of thing, where it's just like, you know what, you're worth it. I don't, you know, like I, I might not care about Ida Franco anymore, but you do, and this is for you. So yeah, yeah, I get it. I've, I've been there. Yeah, and also to clarify, so my girlfriend doesn't beat my ass. That's how much I spent for both of our tickets. It wasn't right. Like, I don't think there's anything I would spend a hundred each. To watch a, yeah, no. A hundred bucks to watch the dudes from Clutch do, unless it was a fucking boof Y in their asses <laughs> and shit wine poop over each other. Oh man, I, mean, this is, I just like because they've played pops a couple. I was, times. I was like, I was like, why the fuck are they playing the factory with this high price ticket when I'm yeah. sure they have like played pops with like a oh, yeah. with like a fucking Allison Chains cover band yeah. opening up for them. I think that's exactly what happened. I think that yeah, was the one time like, I saw I, them. I, I, yeah. I was like uh, I think I was like trying to explain like who clutch were my girlfriend. It's like it's like for dudes who aren't allowed to see their kids anymore to think <laughs> that think the black keys are faggy. Oh, uh, well, you know, I, I like that. I like this is like, you know, this is kind of like Pantera but bluesy. I liked Elephant Riders. There's a the clutch guy is yeah, there a certain is, type there of There is definitely a type of dude. Like a dude yeah. who like shaved his head, doesn't need to shave his head, has fucking ear gauges, like always wears a shirt that's a size too large regardless of his body type. Has the split goatee that is then braided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wears jorts, they're ironed. Yeah. <laughs> it's sharp crease in them jorts. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. <laughs> and still wears something like... Uh, and one? No. No, no. We'll say like Osiris, like Osiris. Muscas. Yeah, Muscas. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. God, the Osiris Muscas is the uh, the official shoe of the guy <laughs> hanging outside the Seven Eleven, trying to asking if you can bum a cigarette. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like every pair of pants he has has a, a dip ring, you know? Like there's a oh <laughs> there's God. The kind of guy. 
chain wallet that doesn't connect to anything. Oh, just dude, uh, classic yeah, guy. you can't bring chain wallets into the factory. I know. Which yeah. is, those dudes are going to be bummed. Like, but so, what if someone tries to steal my coins, bro? <laughs> <laughs> he's got nothing in there. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's got a fucking loyalty card for Quiznos that's two punches away. Motherfucker, there hasn't been a Quiznos in St. Louis for five years. <laughs> he's got Give this- up the dream, man. You're not. You're not. But what if I go visit my cousin <laughs> right. Peoria? I'm sure they got Quiznos over there. He's got the fucking Blockbuster card in his wallet. Blockbuster still. card. Uh, <laughs> he's got the laminated one. He doesn't have yes. like the hard card. Yes, he has yes. like the one that they laminated at the store. Oh yeah, the paper uh, card that they had. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. But like the clutch guy. Yeah. It's just like a oxymoronic human being because like has like this really like weird like uh metallica's first record kind of idea of masculinity but also drives like a brand new chevy cobalt oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man gets good mileage bro he traded it in he, he traded in his uh chrysler uh, 300 for it that was yeah the- <laughs> no he had like he had like a fucking uh Plymouth Cougar that was yeah. like a project <laughs> car oh yeah from like from like the age he was 15 oh yeah now he's 35 right and he had to give up the dream Old Lay said, Old Lay said, I get something practical. <laughs> He's a short order cook, but he never tells you where. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> one of those guys. He's like, he's always like, he's always got like a baggie of weed. Yeah. It's not like a Ziploc baggie. It's no. like the kind that like has like the, the flap. Like it doesn't. It does yeah. Not... The fold over baggie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like he fucking unwraps it like a. Like the saddest fucking sandwich. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, I got this from my bro Spider. And it's like, <laughs> it, it's weed, it weed that literally looks like it's been stepped on. This is, yeah. is not saying that like, no, it looks like he stepped on yeah, it. It looked, was like, oh shit, man, I'm a baggie. He probably did getting <laughs> out of the fucking car. Getting out, yeah. <laughs> getting out of the car. Fell out of the cargo <laughs> short. <probably. laughs> I was going to say like, uh, like shit, this, he's the only guy still wearing <laughs> kick wears. And his, <laughs> In a, in a tri-state area. Oh, uh, yeah. The fucking... There is a clutch guy The mentality. clutch guy in yeah. St. Louis is like only some dude. Only smells like pan-fried meat. Oh, yeah. He, he smells like he wakes up every morning, reaches into the fridge, just grabs right. a handful of, of ground beef, yeah. throws it in a pan with a bunch of cheap peanut oil. He sticks his face. Sticks his right. face yeah. right in. And he goes, all right, the bitch is going to love me today. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> He definitely has more than one book about Rommel's offensive. You know, just there's a there's a weird. Uh, um, you know, oh, a... he definitely owns Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. <laughs> oh yeah, classic for the, the fucking the clutch, clutch dude. Like just wearing like the blockiest. They all dress like they were in the, like in corn. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and some of them even you know do uh, still have the the the, the sharpied nails from their. Uh, oh god, yeah, no, yeah. The guys who listen to Clutch think that like a band is way more soulful if there's like a guy playing like an organ in it oh yeah even yeah. if he's never in the mix <laughs> yeah man he's like yeah, it's like some buddy guy shit bro <laughs> and they say it exactly like that too yeah, yeah. Uh, i know i know a couple of them and i know one of them still actually works security at the pageant so that's fun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. oh it's just like a a guy who has a story where he, that he thinks it's really funny, but it's like you almost murdered the guy. Yeah, <laughs> like you're like, yeah. Well, I don't know. I just like sat on him for a while, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you're pretty big, man. <laughs> He's the guy. Like there will be a random story about like yeah, and then a shotgun was involved, and you're like, whoa, hold on. Whoa, whoa. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, the clutch, the clutch, the St. Louis clutch fan is definitely a guy that's been kicked out of pops at least once before, but yeah. somewhere between five a.m. and noon. Yes. 
And it's usually some weird shit like outside food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, man? I can't bring the fucking Dairy Queen? Like, where'd you get Dairy Queen? He's, yeah, there's not, there's not one within like 10 miles. Where the yeah. Fuck you get the- oh, jeez. Anyway. Uh, the, the, the clutch guy always wants you to smell his fingers. Yes. And then you go, okay, what was that? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. You tell me, brother. Is <laughs> something you like? Kind of sus if it wasn't. You know Enjoy the show, Brian. I really hope you have fun seeing Clutch. <laughs> <laughs> your girlfriend's gonna kick your ass. <laughs> girlfriend's gonna beat the shit out of me. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I mean, tomorrow night I'm just gonna be sitting yeah. there like, really good show, huh, hey, babe? Are we having fun? Love yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, Wednesday like, morning. How's how's the podcast recording? Oh, well, sounds really, great. Yeah, it was really good. We were, we talked about some gross pictures, and mm-hmm. I don't listen to the breath, man. I know it's your favorite part, <laughs> but. Uh, Nothing, nothing. We didn't really talk about anything interesting there. It's fine. <laughs> Wednesday morning, I'm going to get a call. What the fuck? This is going to beat my ass. Oh, yeah. He's going to fucking Narcan me. Oh. In the fucking... I don't know what happens when you Narcan someone that's not overdosing. But <laughs> it I can't bet be makes good. You feel, I yeah. bet it makes you feel like a big-ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, Real I'm not bad. Even fucking, yeah. I'm not even ODing, no. and this sucks. <sighs> oh. Well, I think this is about time to show where we uh, tell people where to find us online. Yeah, you can uh, you can find us uh, if you want to tweet at me. It's Clutch Fan Number One, <laughs> Soulful Metal, fourteen eighty eight. No, you know what? I bet there is a guy out there with that handle. That's oh the yeah, sad part. Oh, know? dude, the St. Louis Clutch Fan is definitely a guy that says shit like I ain't racist, but but yeah, why do I gotta walk in the street like that? <laughs> What, like a crosswalk? Yeah. I'm like, I don't... Where do you want them to walk, buddy? Um, anyway, where can they find you online uh, that's not at your uh, secret clutch fan my cl- account? My clutch... Uh, You're man. making clutch fan cams on... My, on... my clutch fan... It's just... guys breathing hard? <laughs> I don't... I really have anything against clutch. It's just... Dudes I know who have listened to him have really been some there motherfuckers. There is a type of guy, yeah. For it's sure. like it's like it's like uh, guys who are really in the hate breed get sober. Like yes. Clutch is like, yeah. yeah, they really got me through recovery, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tiffany says I can like start seeing the kids on supervised visitation like every other <laughs> Sunday for a couple hours. Uh, I'm really hoping to uh, you know get in supervisor position at the Hostess Factory and. Uh, Oh, baby, that's the 48 minutes of dogs barking riff of the week. Anyways, I feel like that guy's getting his life together, though. Like, that's that's hopeful. Oh, the, but what, what he doesn't know is he has stage four colon cancer. Oh. <laughs> From, You're bringing me down, man. <laughs> it's, well, it's his fault for fucking eating fast food that he left out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they bought when he was drunk. Right. And then found it on his passenger seat when he was going to work. And like, oh, fucking Big Mac. Fuck yeah! I don't have to fucking score. Yeah, fucking I don't have to. Fuck, I don't have to fucking stop at Quick Trip on the way this morning. <laughs> fucking hell yeah! Um, Angry Clutch fans can reach you where Brian? <laughs> if you want, if you, hey, if your parole officer wants says you can you can pick a fight with me. It's a uh, I shot Gitty for I S H O T G U Y T P R T. He's trying to deal with the fact that I'm over here laughing like I haven't heard a joke in ever. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I shot Gitty for I S H O T G U I D B O R D. That's on Instagram and Facebook. If you mm-hmm. want to check out um, my 
photography portfolio. It's assholemusicphotographer.com. If you want to see the words I write that go along with things I photograph, uh, amusicphotographer.com. A A amusicphotographer.com. Not A, like A Little Mama. Correct. A Little Mama, you want to see my music photos? Does that work, by the way? (laughs) You know what? It has. Okay. Yeah. So A Music Photographer. A Music Photographer.com. Great. So, Jason, where where can all of the uh, clutch fans go (laughs) to tell you that you're a dead man once they get out of fucking county? Uh, You can find me at Video Crime on Twitter and various other places. Pretty much, chances are, if there's somebody named Video Crime on a website, that's going to be me. And you can find me on TikTok and Instagram as at LaserGooseCEO. You can also reach the show a number of ways. The big one is, of course, the phone number there, 314-AHOY-POO. That's 314-246-9766. Shoot us an email, jason at 48minutesofdogsbarking.com or brian at 48minutesofdogsbarking.com. Send me goatsy. Please, indeed. Or the uh, Daniel Pearl with the yakety sack. Still, still checking my inbox. I haven't got that one yet. So... You can also, of course, shoot us an email for eight minutes of dogs barking at gmail.com. I think that's it. I think that is. We're going to kick Jesus off a little Christ. something by uh, Hot Snakes, Brian. You oh, introduced me to Hot Snakes. snakes. Yeah, well, you, what we got here, Chief? Uh, we're going to be listening to Brain Trust as our oh, music this week. Love classic. that song. I love that song. God, I, so, love, uh, I love Hot Snakes. What a great band. Indeed, indeed. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Leave us a like, shoot a comment, whatever you want to do. Patreon.com slash four eight minutes of dogs if you want to throw us a couple of dollarinos to support our bad habits of making fun of clutch fans. And as we always say at this time, namaste. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.